Welcome to the next installment of the SUS News podcast series where we interview newsmakers and discuss the news and applications relevant to the global unmanned technologies community. Um, today we are going to talk with our guest Tom Hansen, who is the COO of the Sky Guys. Hey, out there, Tom. Hey, Patrick. How are you? Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. Um, before we get started, we don't have our co-host this week. Gene's out on another search, uh, as he seems to uh, do a lot of that. But uh, that's okay. Um, we're going to talk today about the uh, the big drone show. And before we get on to that, Tom, I was uh, I would like you to give our listeners a little bio about yourself, and then as we usually ask our guests. How you got involved with unmanned aircraft systems? A little bio. Okay. Well, you know, I'm still, uh, I would still consider myself to be a little bit of a newcomer in the UAS space. Uh, my company, the Sky Guys, has been in business for about three years, which is pretty young. Um, but, you know, I've always been interested in tech and I've always worked in tech, you know, specifically with exponential technologies and I've always been fascinated about how those types of tech can disrupt business sectors. So, you know, a few years ago, my business partners and I saw an opportunity with UAS. Um, originally, it was just kind of an idea for a side business. So we threw up a website and started advertising, you know, aerial media for real estate and those types of things. And within a few days, we had uh, about 15 leads. So the response was really overwhelming. And that was kind of the start of my journey in this industry and the decision to kind of make it a full-time career was pretty easy at that point. So essentially since then I've just been, you know, learning as I've gone along. Um, but over the past few years, we've had really amazing opportunities to work in this space uh, on many different levels. And, you know, I've gotten to work with some of the smartest people I've ever met. So happy with the decision to devote myself to the field. And it's really been an enjoyable experience so far. Yeah, I, I would uh, second that. I mean, there there are some really smart people in this uh, industry, and attract some uh, some definite you know out of the box thinkers without being a cliche. Um, now, you know, another point you hit on, and this is yeah, this is I think relevant because people say I, I hear all the time from people, hey, you know, I want to make money in drones. Well, okay, that, that's kind of uh, painting things with a broad brush, and, and you kind of alluded to it that you've seen, let's say, several different opportunities on several different levels, and um, you don't want to get too far ahead on that, but I definitely want to talk about that later. Um, maybe, well, actually, maybe you could talk a little bit about the the core business of, of of what you're doing with the Sky Guys. That's your company. I mean, what when you say levels and and uh, you know, different things. What are you talking about? Yeah. So, so maybe what I'll do is I'll just kind of paint a picture about what our evolution has been. And I think, you know, us coming into the industry without really knowing anything about it was, was both, both a positive and a negative one, you know, being able to think outside the box, but another having to go through all the growing pains that a lot of uh, other, you know, bigger companies have already gone through. So, you know, when we started early in 2015, we were just wanting to be an operator, uh, humble beginnings using drones in real estate. That was the plan. And we had two people. Um, but, you know, quickly we started getting companies uh, calling us saying, hey, can you guys do inspections? Can you perform surveying? All that kind of stuff. So, 
you know, early on, we, what we realized was that there was a lack of trust in UAS from the industry side. And we wanted to be that brand that, you know, large companies can know and trust. So we invested in the technology and in ourselves and, you know, tried to become that brand um, that, you know, over time, our focus has been towards big industries like oil and gas and power and utilities doing unmanned inspections. And we now work for most of the Fortune 500 companies predominantly in those industries. Um, we still do, obviously, a lot of the marketing work and stuff like that. But, you know, we're into things like LIDAR and, and, and high endurance, long range platforms and, and big surveying projects and those types of things. And, you know, we also dabble in tech and, and, and uh, data management through Defiant Labs, which we'll talk about later on, I'm sure. But, um, you know, it's been a little bit of an evolution just, you know, once we get past the novelty of drones, okay, well, great, they can save time, save money and eliminate risk to some point. Eventually, the clients are down to, you know, um, they want a business insight. They want a solution to the problem that they're facing. And drones can definitely solve it, but, you know, it needs to be more than just, okay, well, let's go out and collect the data. It's about what you do with it and how you package that and deliver that to the client. So a lot of our focus as a business is around trying to create that seamless infrastructure to provide a solution. Right, right. Well, um, you know, I, I don't want to get, too, you know, too far off of things here. I, I did want to talk about, uh, you know, the, the big drone show and what you guys are doing with that. And, you know, and, and then I guess how the rest of it all fits in with that. Yeah, so you know, big drone show. This this is our uh, this is our second year hosting this conference. Um, essentially, what it is, it, it's a two day event, and the focus is really about kind of capturing the potential of the industry by being the intersection of commercial commercial and defense applications. So, you know, it's really an industry event. We're we're not as consumer focused. Um, the purpose is, is mainly to explore how UAS aims to disrupt and amplify businesses across you know, a wide range of markets. And a lot of it is just our experience going out and pitching these big companies and saying, okay, well, you know, here's the, here's the data. Here's how drones can save you money. Here's what it will look like. And here's how easy it is to adopt into the enterprise. And, you know, a lot of these meetings, these companies are getting really, really excited and who wouldn't be, but, at the end of the day, they, some of them have a really hard time pulling the trigger. And I think a lot of it is just, you know, they need to be handheld. Um, the benefits of, you know, the emerging technology is, is clear to us because we work in the field. But for a lot of these companies, they're very stuck in their old ways. And, you know, we want to be that integrated company where we're not just an operator. We're a manufacturer. We're a software developer. Uh, we're into training and consulting, um, kind of wanted to be that one-stop shop. And so the conference was, was almost like uh, the, the last piece of the puzzle. So Big Drone Show is kind of our effort to bring everyone together under one roof to, you know, generate sales leads, demo products, hold meetings and network, and just put UAS on the map as much as we can. Right. So you're, you guys are doing the whole gambit, just if it's UAS, come on down. Um, everybody's invited. Yeah, that kind of. The- um, yeah, you know what? It's it's. Uh, you're right. Um, we've brought together you know speakers and exhibitors from a wide range of backgrounds. Um, so you know you've got manufacturers, software players, operators, regulatory bodies. Um, a few things we're doing differently this year. We, we've got a B two B zone, so 
you know, industry partners like potential end clients can get connected with UAS solutions and learn, you know, mm-hmm. firsthand how the technology can benefit their business. Um, we also have a two-day hackathon, so we've invited, you know, top institutions from North America where they come in and they're faced with a challenge. And this year, the challenge is to build an AI that can classify objects and features from a drone. Um, so they, you know, these institutions are getting exposure to potential employers and vice versa. And then we're also holding, hosting the, uh, the NATO conference. Uh, we did that last year as well. So NATO's coming in and they're bringing all their people, um, you know, defense and government bodies for a panel. And, and the panel is focused on how UAS developers can transition into defense and security. Um, we're doing some fun cool. things as well. I mean, I don't want to make it sound like it's just strictly business and all industry. Uh, we're, we're hosting mm-hmm. the inaugural Toronto Drone Film Festival. So that's something we're doing new this year. Uh, which is basically just, uh, you know, our effort to showcase the best in aerial cinematography and, and uh, from submissions around the world with, you know, drones and cash prizes to be won and that kind of stuff. So, you know, we're, we're pretty excited. We, we've tried to cater to every single piece of the industry as we can, um, but uh, we've got a pretty great lineup that we're excited about this year for sure. Interesting. And then so, you know, this is, this is always one. And this is kind of one of the things that uh, – I uh, personally look for in a show is, um, you know, some, some regulatory uh, talk or interaction with the uh, CAA people. And uh, you've mm-hmm. been hearing that, uh, you know, Transport Canada put out some, uh, they had some new guidance and there was some guidance for the hobby people. And then there was a little bit of a pushback from the public uh, and then right. maybe a relaxing or something like that. Um, so you'll, you'll have some of this at the big drone show. I mean, there, there is, I haven't been following it too closely, but this is something that's got to be on the Canadian droners radar. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I'm, I'm with you. It's, it is hard to keep up. Uh, Canada has been a little bit of back and forth recently, especially lately. I mean, they, they released these extremely strict regulations and then they eased them up a few days ago, very quietly. Um, and I think a lot of people, so, so firstly, yes, we're having all these regulatory bodies out that, that, that is going to be a focus of the show because a lot of the people, you know, ourselves included who work in the field, they want to know what's going on. And, you know, we've done a lot of work lobbying with Transport Canada. Um, a lot of what we're doing on, what we're working on is focused on beyond visual line of sight. So, you know, we want to make sure we're at the forefront of that and that we have opportunities to test our products and, and get out in the field, and we know when those things are coming so we can prepare for them. Um, but, you know, we also want to make sure that other people who are just maybe starting out, and even recreational users, can, uh, you know, fly their drone safely and, uh, you know, understand exactly what's going on. So more or less, you know, we're mm-hmm. having these people out to give them an opportunity to speak to, to the industry and and let us know, um, you know, what's uh, what the current landscape is, what the pipeline looks like, what we can do, uh, what they're going to do, and just have an opportunity for that open discussion. So, you know, I think it's it's important. It's not it's not the most exciting content, but uh, usually these these sessions end up getting a little bit heated, you know, because a lot of the people in in the audience are. Um, more or less confused about what's going on. And this is the opportunity for them to speak directly to the people who are, are handing out these regulations. So yeah, it's definitely part right. of our show. Well, yeah. Yeah. And, and I agree. 
you know, it get sometimes it can get contentious, but you know what? Um, I, I think people lose sight of this, especially on the regulatory side of things. I mean, I've been going back and forth with, uh, you know, the FAA, and I have dealt with Transport Canada people and CAP, CAA people from around the world, and, and you know, a lot of them they're they're working a job for the government or whatever. But the other people, the constituency, the the citizens of the respective country. Are, are literally betting the farm on these businesses, you know? And I mm-hmm. think sometimes yeah. that gets lost with them. It's like, you know, these people, hey, I went out and took a loan on the house and I'm opening this business and I want to, you know, there's all this opportunity and uh, wait a minute, now you're telling me you changed the story up. So uh, for me, at most of these shows, that's really where the rubber meets the road because if you're talking to the regulator and, the, and, and like you said, Regulator says, hey, this is what's coming down the line here, then I can plan for that and I can budget for it and everything else and adjust my business plan to, let's say, meet that regulatory criteria. And I think uh, you're right, it's boring, but um, I think really that's that's the real value of a lot of these uh, meetings with the CAA people is you're, you're getting the straight let's say talk from them. <laughs> we exactly. The and, and you, yeah. And, uh, you know, on that note, one thing that I think a lot of people uh, that I forgot to mention that are going to be interested to talk about are, there are a few proposed regulations uh, that were released by Transport Canada. One of which being that only compliant operators will be able to fly drones legally for commercial purposes. And, you know, something like that, um, for the listeners, I mean, I'm sure most of them understand what compliant drones mean, but, but you know, compliant platforms comply with Transport Canada's, you know, specifications, and they apply directly to Transport Canada, and then they get approved and put on a list of compliant platforms. And if you fly one of right. those, you know, you're pretty much good to go. If you don't, um, there are no real drawbacks as of right now, but in the future, if you're not flying a compliant drone, uh, you, you may not be able to fly commercially. And so, you know, that's basically saying no to anybody who wants to fly a Phantom 4 or an Inspire or even an M600 or something like that, most of the DJI products and entry-level drones. So, you know, that's on that's on everyone's mind. That would be extremely disruptive to people in the business who have, you know, bet the farm, as you say. Right. Well, that and, uh, you know, homebrew. I mean, the, the other thing, I mean, Canada, uh, this is kind of another thing is a lot of people uh, imagine – their own countries to be a lot like every other country. You know, Canada, you guys uh, have a less population than the United States, a lot of uh, land mass, and I'm sure that there's lots of jobs for that people can do with drones, remote sensing, um, you know, oil and gas and wildlife management and uh, domestic and farming and all the rest of the stuff that we want to do here. Uh, but you have a lot less population. So, do you, what, what do you, what do you, how, what are your feelings on the beyond visual line of sight uh, stuff? Is, is Transport uh, Canada a little bit more open and amiable to talking about that, or are they uh, pulling the FAA? No way. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know, there there are um, there are lobbying parties that have been working on this issue specifically with Transport Canada for many many years before you know we came, we even came on the scene and so we've been very fortunate that this work has been going on uh specifically unmanned systems canada has really been the, the major body so we're a part of that organization mm-hmm. along with most of the operators um so you know 
there, there are two answers. One answer is that whenever I speak to inspectors or, or reps from Transport Canada, you know, they'll tell me one thing. The reality is, is, much, is always much different. Uh, the timelines are extremely long. And, uh, you know, like there are certain airspaces. There, there are two in Canada right now. One is in Alma, Quebec, northern Quebec, and another one in Formos, Alberta, where they've designated airspace for testing beyond visual line of sight. So I think that's good. Uh, that's a step in the right direction. We've been told that certain companies and governments, uh, like Ministry of uh, the Environment, for example, may be granted approval for beyond visual line of sight tests outside of those airspace uh, in, in northern parts of the country where there's literally nothing up there, right? Um, so right. I think that's, again, a step in the right direction. But what we do see is that, you know, most companies, ourselves included, um, you know, we're looking to um, foreign markets um, for the most part in terms of selling our product, uh, like through Defiant Labs, our, our Beyond Visualized Sight platforms, uh, because, you know, they're not, people can't capitalize on Beyond Visualized Sight in Canada right now and, and really not in the immediate future. So, you know, the last thing that we want as a Canadian company is to have to look outside um, to, to run our business and, and for potential customers to sell our products to. But you know what? It is what it is. I, I understand, like, part of me understands that, you know, beyond visual line of sight is a scary concept, and they want to make sure that you've got, you know, sense and avoid and emergency landing procedures and all that kind of stuff. That makes complete sense to me. And the, the other side of it is, you know, like, let's actually get the rubber on the road and, and start doing some testing and start doing some pilot projects mm-hmm. and get the pipeline going. So, you know, my, my expectation is that um, we're going to be, we're a few years out from beyond visual line of sight, like true beyond visual line of sight uh, outside of rural areas in Canada. Um, who knows? I might be pleasantly surprised, but just given my experience, uh, we're, we're quite a ways away from that. I would concur with that, but, you know, um, at least, uh, the you know, some testing or areas have started where you can do that. And, you know, it's one of those things, I mean, I've been uh, doing this for about 14 years, interfacing with the regulators for a long time. And they're like, oh, you know, well, we need data. Well, if you don't start, you're not going to get, you know. So uh, right. I agree with you. Let's get the, let, you know, you got to, got to, you know, put the training wheels on or whatever and go. But hey, you know, let's let's go, you know, or we'll all be, uh, you know, retired before this thing kicks off. And that is another thing that happens. Uh, you know, there were, even when it was prohibited here in the United States, you could go to, there were um, uh, U.S. companies that would go to Canada and we're going to get a, um, what was it, an SFOC and we're going to go up there and we're going to get certified. And there was a path to that. And uh, there were some, let's say, visionary people at Transport Canada. Her name was Karen Tarr. I heard she moved on from unmanned aircraft, which is too bad because she was very approachable. But uh, that's that's another mm-hmm. thing that I've noticed around the world is people that are working for the government only work in certain jobs for so long and then they move on to do something else, you know, whatever, they get a promotion or, or whatever. And then it's kind of like you're back to square one and yeah, the, uh, exactly. wheel of, the wheel of, uh, I call it the integration wheel of suffering kind of starts over, you know, it's like a Buddhist thing where you keep working <laughs> some of the same territory. And yeah. I've been on that wheel yeah. for a long time. It's, it's rough, but you know, it's still important uh, that, that I believe, you know, I, I, I agree with you. Okay. So at the big drone show, you know, you're going to have the CAA people there, they're telling the constituents what's going on. And even if the constituents are frustrated, they're telling the regulator, Hey, you know what, this is how we operate. 
This is what we right. need to do to make a living. And when we're making a living, we're paying taxes and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And this is how the, the, the thing works. And I think that that was a, a problem for a long time in the drone sphere is really the only people that were say, interfacing with the uh, Civil Aviation Authority people were military people. And they have a different, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let's say, concept of operation than the commercial guy does or gal. For sure. You know? For sure. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, doing real estate photos is not, you know, like really anything else. It's real estate photography or whatever. So they need to know that. And, you know, like if you can't operate around people, well, it's going to be really hard to do commercial uh, real estate or even regular residential real estate if you can't operate around people. You know, you got to be 500 feet away or whatever. So uh, it's exactly. very important that that people come to the show so they can just even interact with these people. Um, so I think that's a good thing. I like how you're trying to cover all the bases on that. And like you said, okay, so this is the second year, um, you know, lessons learned from the first year. Um, you know what? Uh, I was really happy with the first year. We, we had great content. We had great attendance. I mean, you know, most of the big shows that we see are in the U.S. There, there haven't been a huge amount of shows in Canada. So, you know, a lot of our, what we were doing is just trying to put Canada on the map and, you know, of course, represent Toronto if we can. Um, I think uh, lessons learned was just venue. We've got a new venue this year, Metro Toronto Convention Center, you know, 60,000 square feet, prime location, heart of downtown, um, good time of year. So, you know, we're just building on our experience and just trying to make this show as big as possible and, and uh, as impactful as possible. So I don't have any regrets. Uh, I know our partners don't either. So, uh, you know, we're, we're really excited for this year and, and how the show is turning out so far. Well, that's good. And, uh, you know, like I said, I do think it's important to have a regional, you know, a lot of people do, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to the U.S., we're going to go to a certain show there, we're going to hear what's going on. And, you know, you try and add an international flair, but it's nothing like uh, having a show in the home country where you're trying to do business. So, you know, I think it's a necessity, and I get, I'm good you guys stepped in to uh, fill that uh, void. Now, um, you know, you, you were uh, – did you – give us the website address of where people could go and see and learn more information about the big drone show. Uh, yeah. So, you know, big drone show, it's uh dot com, and uh, all the information is there. We're, we're pretty, uh, we're filling up pretty quickly, but we still have opportunities to speak and exhibit and of course just attend and, and it is amping up to be a pretty great show. So, uh, we've got some really interesting stuff going on. So, yeah, that's the website. They can check it out and uh, learn a little bit more about what we're all about. All right. And then what about, uh, you know, people you were talking about, some of the other verticals you guys were in, uh, which is I, I think it kind of serve as a good example to people of kind of what you need to do to, uh, you know, make money in this industry. You have uh, websites for some of the other stuff you guys are involved in, Sky Guys and whatnot. Yeah, so you know the Sky Guys, that's our that's our our solutions end. Um, you know where we provide professional uh, drone services, uh, the SkyGuys.ca, and then uh, we have Defiant Labs. And Defiant Labs was uh, again just kind of born from our experience in the industry. And, and uh, Defiant Labs is our technology arm that builds proprietary platforms and software. Uh, specifically for military and industry. And um, you know over our history we've we've flown pretty much every third-party system there is 
in the market uh, commercially, that is. And, uh, you know, we encountered roadblocks like most people do from lack of endurance and robustness and sensor payloads and so on. And, you know, we decided early on that we should uh, maybe look at investing in uh, a team and and have brought on uh, a team of aerospace engineers who are really the heart of this business. And and uh, we have about 20 staff now at Defiant Labs and, and uh, two two major projects, the biggest of which is uh, what the, we're calling the, the DX3 internally, which is a long-range fixed-wing drone um, really built for beyond visual line of sight, um, 24-hour flight times, 1,500-kilometer range, and, you know, some pretty robust payload packages and uh, applications being, you know, oil and gas, pipeline monitoring and, and surveying, mapping, those types of things, border patrol. Um, we also have uh, an Alex one which is a LiDAR multi-rotor platform, um, again, just based on, you know, our, our, our experience with the lack of available technology and our clients, uh, a lot of what we build is either driven by our clients uh, our client base or just something that isn't readily available. And, and uh, you know, a big focus of ours is also on um, the underlying data management play. So we utilize advanced machine learning data systems, and we have a group of, of scientists here that work on bringing the benefits of AI and deep learning to data collection, giving us the ability to do things like uh, automatic fault detection and live streaming and live processing of data uh, tracking changes and, and all those types of things. So really the goal with the Sky Guys and Define is to be that integrated company that I spoke of and where we have the solutions, the technology, and the data management. So that's our focus. And Defiant Labs is uh, a part of the Sky Guys, but they're also a separate company. So it's defiantlabs.ca. And uh, people can go and check out either of those companies as well. Are, and so are those systems uh, completely proprietary? I mean, are you guys building them from the ground up? Yeah, essentially. I mean, you know, we're not uh, we're not recreating uh, the wheel when it comes to uh, developing sensors. Um, so a lot of the sensor mm-hmm. packages on the DX3 are, are pretty much off the shelf. Um, same thing with motors. I mean, the DX3 is a, is a vertical takeoff and landing uh, six-wing. So it has ducted fans within the wings, and then it transitions to forward flight using a gas engine. Um, so, they're, they're, you know, it's mostly proprietary technology, but, you know, we've taken off-the-shelf components with respect to motors and sensors as much as possible. Um, so everything else is the auto, most of the data management and stuff like that. Yeah, autopilot, off-the-shelf. Um, but, you know, the software, uh, the, the data management, data transfer and connection, it's a – it's a three-tiered connection system, so radio, cell, satellite, all the, all those things are are pretty much proprietary. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Uh, I'll have to get over there and check that out for sure. Um, all right. Well, you know, uh, I I wish you guys the best of luck with uh, the big drone show. It sounds really exciting. Um, and and the other projects that you have going on, and uh, you know, hey, uh, thanks Tom for for coming on today and uh, telling us all about this, man. Yeah, my pleasure, Patrick. It was, it was great, great to be on the show. Thanks again for having me. Hey, no problem. Good luck with the show, and we'll see everyone next week.